Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live in your living room, your headphones, maybe the train, maybe the car. This is Fred and Atlantic with your host. No, I can't do that for too long. But your host, Joe, <laughs> my name is Joe. I was like, wow, are you really going for it? <laughs> and we've got some guy called Ed over there. Ed, how does this thing work? Let him know. So what will happen is me and Joe will make picks for every NFL game of the week and it will work as a draft format. So I will take one team and Joe will have, I'll pick a team, Joe will have their opponents. Whoever wins gets the point. Ah, and it is that simple. It is that simple. Uh, as you can see, big smiles, big cheese. Uh, week one is already in the books. Uh, yeah. That is complete. Uh, when I, I told you, I told you, no matter what happens in the preseason, when the real thing comes, players play. Players play. First down. What happened last weekend? Uh, what happened is I'm never trusting the Texans ever, ever again. So the week 10, so our week 10 picks were, uh, I had the Titans to beat the Colts, uh, but they lost. So Joel picked up that point. Uh, I picked the Packers to beat the Jags. Joel picked the Giants to beat the Eagles. Again. And then picked the Lions to beat Washington. I had the Texans beating the Browns, which they didn't, so Joel got that point. I had the Bucks beating the Panthers. Joel had the Dolphins beating the Chargers. Uh, Joel had the Raiders picking, beating the Broncos. Joel had the Bills trying to beat the Cardinals, but they didn't, so I got that one. Yeah, that's a no. Um, Joel had Saints beating the Niners. Uh, I had the Seahawks trying to beat the Rams, which Joel got that point for. Uh, Again. I got your Steelers, Joel's Steelers. I had them beating the Bengals, which wasn't as close and as another you, team again. Where, where you, which you were worried about. Um, yeah. Uh, Joel had the Ravens against the Pats, so I got that point. And I had the Vikings beating the Bears. Thank you, Nick Foles. And it ended 8-6 to Joel. Joel uh, was, winners, winners can only win. What can I say? What can I say? Joel's seven picks went five and two, which is quite good for him considering how his preseason went. Uh, my oh, picks laser went... beam focus when the game starts. Spotlights on me. So your two lost, your two uh, lost picks were Ravens against the Pats. Yes. And... Now wait, hold on, hold on. We're stopping right there because I have a big, big problem with that one. So obviously, anyone with a brain would have picked the Ravens at the beginning of the week. Yes. Right. What we didn't realise was that the weather was going to kick in. We didn't check no weather reports. We didn't check for a couple of these games. We didn't check weather reports, right? So then, this game goes on as planned. You know, better check comes in. The Ravens are about to, you know, kick it into gear. You know, they're going to they're going to mount their comeback. Then what happens? A storm. Before all the, when you did make the pick, we were both like, but you know what? It, Bill Bill Belichick does have something up his sleeve against Lamar and. Lamar's been on a decline the past couple of weeks. Um, so even you weren't too sure with that pick. So I, yeah, was, I, I, hear, I hear that. I hear that. But when you look at roster for roster, the Pats are in a crisis right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. But still, I was like, maybe, yeah, I probably potentially would have still wanted the Ravens. But that's why I laid off it. And what, what pick was it of yours? It wasn't that high. They weren't. I think it was, it was the pick. It was my, yeah, my third pick, right? Hmm. Very high. But you know what the problem was? We're not with that we've just skated over. I have no ability, I have no doubt in the ability of the Ravens to come back in that situation, right? 
The problem was um, the Patriots can control the weather. Once a rainstorm happens and no one can catch a ball, no one can grip a ball, it becomes the run game. Yes? Cool. How do you get back from... How do you have mount a quick comeback while you're losing? By passing. Who was in the lead at the time? The Patriots. Uh, confirmed, very confirmed. The Patriots have a weather machine in the stadium. So going back to last week's episode where we did the Who Are You, where you compared Bill yes. Belichick to Alex Ferguson. So you're saying uh, Bill Belichick's weather controlling is like Fergie time. So where Ferguson can oh, in time, Bill Belichick can control the weather. Is this the, I'm just thinking there's another comparison yep. we can do. Not only can he control the weather, but he can also um, tell the future as apparently he has an innate ability to tell players exactly how the game is going to go. And it's up to them to actually execute it. And um, apparently he's right all the time. So I'm just saying there's some witchcraft in there. And so that was your first wrong pick. Your second wrong pick, were incorrect picked was Bills and Cards. Um, yeah. So, okay, here's the, wait, it, before you say that, I've got two things to say. Firstly, remember that the Bills did also have to make a last-minute touchdown to get into the lead. Diggs, and I think we both really love Diggs, and just thinking yeah. what Minnesota could be with Diggs and um, Justin Jefferson instead of Diggs and Thielen at the moment. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that for now. Secondly, I t- during preseason, I did mention to you, do you remember who I said the best QB receiver juror was in the league? That was banging on to you about, yeah. Mainly because I really rate D-Hop rather than Kyler, but obviously Kyler's definitely proving his worth and his ability to make plays. Mm-hmm. D-Hop, oh my. I, as I was saying to you, but I, I obviously keep an eye on the AFC South because obviously that's a Jags are in and what D-Hop was doing with the QBs he had before in Houston with your Savages and your Osweilers and your other no-names you had no idea about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as everyone's been talking about, there's a reason why Billy O'B isn't in the job at the moment. Yeah, so what that did right there was solidify that every Texans fan that, has called, that called for Bill O'Brien's job, um, it confirmed 100% that they were 100% right. Yeah. It confirmed that he should have been fired a lot sooner because um, he was destroying him. Because so, let's just, let's just say what it is. The Bills, I think, were leading that matchup, even though they, they had to they had a little go ahead. Yeah. I think, in in terms of play and play wise, uh, Kyler is absolutely ridiculous. D Hop is obviously absolutely ridiculous, but he was forced to catch a lot of um, underneath routes during the game, um, a lot of mids. But he was always he was always co- well, not covered, but he was always tackled shortly after making a catch. Um, mm-hmm. The Bills, they were airing it out. They were moving. Um, Josh Allen looked great. He caught a TD. He threw for TDs, ran for TDs. Like, it, it, was a, it was a great match. It was a great matchup. Um, they, so they put it away, you would think, 30, 32 seconds or something like that in the game. Um, not a Hail Mary, a deep, deepish pass. Yeah, it would be hair. But to the back of the to the back of the end zone is short and middle back of the end middle left of the end zone. Um digs kill killer route, um, catches it. You know, the whole the the whole team is hyping him up. That's why we that's why we brought you here. That's why we brought you here. Um and then you kick it off to the Cardinals. They don't get a big return. Um then Kyler just picks you apart up the field for about three or four plays. 
Um, bearing in mind, you still only had, what, 32 seconds left to begin the drive. Uh, and then you think, oh, hell Mary. Everyone is back. Put everyone back. You'd think that. Send three people off to Kyler because he's not going to run up, was it, the rest of, the rest of us yeah, yeah. with how deep he was. So, boom, the play starts. Uh, they doubled a guy in the flats. Why? What, what, what are you doing there? You have the most dangerous receiver on the other side by himself and you double a guy in the flats. I think they maybe thought they could get another playoff. There was still, I think, when D Hop caught the ball, I think there was still a second left. So I think they were thinking, quick out, get yeah. them more yards. Yeah. yeah, but that's, you're not going to get a field goal with that. You need a touchdown. And most importantly, that's just going to give you another Hail Mary chance. You're not going to get that deep if you've got a guy in the flat. Mm-hmm. Then, second of all, then I get you rushed Kyler. It was a very good rush. They rushed Kyler up one side of the field, yeah, yeah. double back, turn round. Cool, amazing. You done. You done your job. The rush done its job. It got him out, especially to the left hand side instead of the yeah. right because he's obviously a lot more comfortable throwing at the right hand. So boom, he came out. He tried to come out to the right. They forced him back in. Boom, shut the door on that. He runs to the left. He flips his hips yeah. and dashes it down the field. Who, who was it that had that that, that video of that? Oh, that that, hit um, that it was that. Yeah. Bow, yeah, yeah. bow, bow. Yeah. So then. You have three guys, three guys defending one DeAndre Hopkins. Three guys which were, to be fair to them, in decent position. Someone has to hit the ball. Whether D Hop catches it or not, I need you to hit the ball. Don't hit his hands. In fact, one of you hits his hands. One of you hits the ball. One of you just clears him out and risks the flag. Hell, risk the flag. Because yeah, what you yeah. just did, yeah, what you just did is now going to be on a poster forever. That catch is going to get shown. I think that's the best catch of the year so far. Right? Are we, are we going that best play of the year? That is going to be replayed year after year after year, week after week this season, if not, if not anything else. And you, now you have to eat that. Just think about that. I th- if you just do just purely spectacular catches, mm-hmm. maybe I'm being a bit over-exaggerated, but I don't even think that would be in D-Hop's top three or top five catches ever as, ever as a receiver. There's some catches he's made that are just... If, if you think of difficulty of the actual like catch, two hands on the ball, body position and all that, it weren't that hard. If you think of situationally... Oh, situation, yeah. Defence, um, the way the defence is playing you, and what you had to do, he caught the ball over all three of them, yeah. and none of them touched the ball. His hands are above him. And the funny comparison right now is that um, they're saying that he was wearing a uh, Jordan glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that's not the best advert for Jordan, like they said, yeah. I don't know what is. Yeah, it's how, how tall is D Hop? What, what is what is what's his size? How tall is he? I'll say about because six. Everyone six, else two. around him, unless his hops are just ridiculously better than everyone else's, no one else looked close. I think, I think he's six two. Um, he is one eight. Well, because the UK comes up in meters. Uh, six one, one eight five. He's not even one. He's not particularly that tall, but still. Um, hey, he was taller yeah. than every DB there. Anyway, that was the um. Those were your two picks. So the Bills and the Ravens. Um, yeah. my four and three. The three picks that I lost were Titans over Colts 
just that I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overthink it. Colts outplayed what I think a lot of people would do, and when Philip Rivers doesn't turn the ball over, Colts have a chance. The Colts do have a chance. And uh, Ty came back. Uh, they were missing some receiver help as well because outside of T.Y. Hills, Paris Campbell, I don't, I don't know who else they, they really have on on as receivers. Um, what I was say about the Titans is I still really, really like their O-line. Like what their O-line can the type of holes and gaps they can create for Derrick Henry to push on to the second level is so underrated and keep a clean pocket for Ryan Tannehill to make. They give him so much time for play actions. Of course, okay, sometimes you might to see a sack, but when they are doing play action, he gets a lot, right. a lot of time. The be- their best lineman is um, out with yeah. ACL. Yeah, so Taylor, he, he, makes, that, yeah. he makes a huge difference. It turns out he does. Uh, if they did have a one as well, that I mean, that would be so much better. No, um, I like, I like his. I saw him on McAfee. I think it was last week, the week before his little um, merchandise. Now he's got with Run Left, which I really like. As I think, so. <laughs> yeah. I like the Pats for uh, for the brand and the Run Left. Yeah. I love it. Um, but yeah, and saying all that, when they were doing play action, I just don't think it's another gripe I've had to you about uh, not just American football, but football that we have in globally as well, is camera angles. I want to see what the receivers and corners are doing. I want to see what uh, how the coverage sort of plays out. Yep. And it didn't seem like any of the receivers could get open for uh, for the Titans. They don't seem to have those dynamic receivers where they can create or be open mm-hmm. um, or create separation. Uh, so I think that's one thing to note for the Titans moving forward that I'll have to consider. But at the end of the day, two special team plays that killed them. I was, watch- I was trying to watch the game live. Um, I managed to catch the first three quarters. Um, the blocked, the blocked punt that they had, and the punt that went like less than twenty yards when they were kicking it from their own half. Those were absolute killers, and yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Whatever. Texans, pay, pay your specialists. Make sure you get good specialists because when you're on your backup, this is what happens. It was just on the punter, like he just completely fluffed two big moments. He's a fresh punter, man. Fresh punter. Yeah, I also find it find it difficult to. To understand how much to blame a punter when his kick gets blocked, like surely it's more on the blockers, or is um, it- yep, it's, it's more on the blockers, but um, an amazing punter will be it. Uh, it's more on the blockers, basically. But that shank that he did, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that was- that's all on him. Um, but yeah, then we've got another one of my AFC South boys, Texans lost the Browns. Remember, because we were watching other games during that time, but just I was looking yep. at the scores and like, what? What is going on here? Um, and gosh, another storm game. That's the thing I told you. Another storm game. I would hate to be a Texans fan. I think that's just oh. yeah. And then the last one was Seahawks losing to the Rams. Part of it was my bias to not wanting the Rams to win to have the Jags get yep. a better pick, but a better, better, better pick in this year's draft. Yep. But. Uh, What's happening, Russ is, Russell? What's happening with killing himself? He is killing himself in this MVP race. He really is. I was what so obviously I spoke to you, mentioned to you last week about the Jalen Ramsey and DK Metcalf matchup. Yeah. And I was hoping there would be some footage where someone would put together the clips of Ramsey following around Metcalf, etc. And actually NFL Films did a little recap with a key. I keep on forgetting the geezer's name, he does it. And one thing I was watching when I noticed was that there wasn't a lot of route running from DK. It was all very basic routes, nothing really to challenge Jalen. But then when he did have a little bit of separation, 
it looked like Ross was scared to throw it in that vicinity. Jalen had that fear factor. Obviously, he's physical. I've spoken to you about he does better against physical receivers than your shorter, quicker receivers. Sure. Um, but it, Ross was scared to throw in that direction. Um, and Jalen was physical with DK, which is great. It was a really yeah. fun matchup to see. On about that, um, someone did actually cut uh, the clips of them together mm-hmm. um, in a little janky place. And yeah, Jalen had him pretty much on lock. Um, like I said, the routes weren't amazing. Exactly, um, yeah. I'm not sure whether it's based on concepts or what uh, routes they called for him, uh, but it was really based off of scramble drills if Rush gets or flushed out, where we go in. But uh, it's really just like an up and a hitch or a yeah. up and an out. Or like this. Eh. There was nothing like a little slugger route or there was nothing like a curl to... Because Jalen was playing quite a bit of him. He was playing off for quite a bit. There's never a car right to get a first down 10 yards or so. But no. yeah, that was a little bit disappointing. Um, I felt from the Seahawks. And when, again, another reason why I don't feel too hard on the Rams is their offense. Again, I really just don't like Jared Goff. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we made the comparison last week of Jared Goff and um, Kirk Cousins. But yeah, I, I don't really rate Jared Goff like that too much. But when Seattle's defense plays the way they do, eh, what are you going to do? Um, so those are my three L's of three L's of last week, Titans, Texans, and Seahawks. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Obviously, this being my first loss, uh, it does make me see the teams a little little way. That the, the losses hurt me a bit harder. Yeah. Oh, about uh, the, oh, I don't know if they're going to change your philosophy. Now that you've lost, you're going to change your philosophy, isn't it? Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get over it. Ah, the second down. Yes, we are here. The head-to-head. What you're really here for. The meat. Um, the, well, it's really the meat. The main course. The steak. The filet mignon, if you will. I like that. I like that. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? The bit where I, myself, shine. Ed, let them know how it goes again. So, Joe, I've got all the week 11 matchups, and we'll take it in turns to pick which team we'd want with the other person taking the other team, whoever wins gets the point, and it will be in the draft format. Now, as you won last week, uh, you'll get the first pick. So I'll quickly go over the schedule and teams on a buy. So week 11, we have got, on Thursday Night Football, we've got the Cards at Seahawks, a massive NFC West game for that division. Really fun to see how they will do. Um, I was going to go who I, th- who I think will win, so... I don't think I'm going to reveal that too, too early. Um, as as the international audience know, it's so hard staying up for these Thursday night and Monday night games. For kickoff here is at 1.30, about three hours, 60 to 4.30. As I said, absolute killer. You're, it's hard to make it past the first half <laughs> if you can stay up. But especially it's definitely it's always, a day off, day off situation. But the commercials as well, like, I, I don't mind the time in between plays. Obviously, you can see past now and you can understand, okay, what are they going for? What's the defense coverage, etc. You can look at all that. But when it hits the commercials and it's all food adverts, it's like, oh, for some reason, I want to fucking tackle that 2, 2 a.m. I was like, oh, I really fancy some oh, food right now. But They know what they're doing. They yeah. know what they're doing. Um, and all those random-ass medical adverts with which have, like, a 50% death rate. In the small <laughs> um, oh, the, 
all the side effects in the world. Yeah, they're all so happy and it's like, oh, so cheery. And then they read off all the side effects. Anyway, anyway, back to the week time and schedule. Um, so then we've got on Sunday games, we've got Steelers at the Jags. We've got the Lions at the Panthers, the Pats at the Texans, the Titans at the Ravens, the Eagles at the Browns, uh, the Falcons at the Saints, the Bengals at Washington. And then late slate, we have got Jets at Chargers, Dolphins at Broncos, Cowboys at Vikings, uh, Packers and Colts. And then Sunday night football, we have got the Chiefs at the Raiders. And on Monday night football, we've got the Rams in Tampa against the Bucks. So that's the week 11 schedule. Uh, we've got Bears, Niners, Giants and Bills all on a bye. Those are the 14 games for this week. Um, Joel? So, yeah. Yes. Me and Joel like to have little tears when we pick. So I'm not sure how you feel about this week's matchups. Uh, I feel there's I feel there's a lot of teams I find in the same area ballpark that I maybe mm-hmm. actually want. And there's about two or three games I'm very unsure about. But since you have the well, first... Yes, what I am going to say is, mention is, we record this and we, we pick our teams before any injury reports come out. Mm. So... You know, it can get a bit shaky at sometimes. You're trying to play the future. Um, you're trying to work off of yes, a couple of days injuries ago, and trying to see if, trying to hope that you got your guys make it back. Um, and one more importantly, we're recording this before NBA draft day, so you know, go Bucks. You know, them ones there. Um, you know, you see the Milwaukee things. You see it. Um, I, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a Packer fan because I was a. I was a Steelers fan before I went out there. And you know, did my time in Wisconsin. So for the rest of them, you know, you know. Um, did, did but my, yes, you said did my time in Wisconsin like you were stuck in jail. Like I did. Big man, it's cold. There. It is cold. As you can see, I'm not built for them climates there. But it is cold. Uh, uh, so with the first pick uh, in the Ferdinand Atlantic Week Eleven draft, Joel picks. The Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. at the Jags. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Right. So all I'm going to say is my undefeated Steelers, I have to pick them going against your one-win Jags with your backup QB. There is just no chance I'm going anywhere else and there's no chance I'm going to let you pick my Steelers again for another week. That's embarrassing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that is completely fair. Number one pick. Um, to anyone who watches any other non-American sport, and you, you, it's hard to understand the concept of not wanting your team to win. Um, that is exactly where we are right now. We are obviously top two, top two in picks right now. Uh, Justin Fields looks like Jacksonville is is the pick for them if they if they do stick at number two. Um, they could potentially be a possibility they could get number one. The Jets have the Chargers, and who knows the Chargers maybe the Chargers or may grab a win, but Jags do do more like do look more likely to get a win than the Jets do, or um I think they've got the Cowboys right behind them at third. But yeah. What happened last week against the Packers, they kept it competitive up until the end, had a couple uh, the youngsters played really well. D- Devon Hamilton is doing really well for the Jags. There's not much we can do. Our, our starting QB is out. We're playing a guy who's picked 140th or something like that, 150th. Big numbers. 
it's fine. Steelers can take the win. Like, all I'm saying is when it really mattered, when Jag Steelers really mattered, we know who came out on top. We know which. I mean, that's, that's the thing for you. That, that right there. Through bombs. Through bombs. That right there is where it is for you. It only matters to you once. Every year we're in contention. Twice. We are trying. We Every year. year we're in contention. You Leonard, can Leonard Fournette had more rushing touchdowns than Le'Veon Bell that year in Hinesfield. A broke clock is right twice a day. But guess what? Mm-hmm. We know the Steelers are always going to have a winning record. Thank you. That's fine. Um, too bad you couldn't be us in, in the playoffs then. Um, Did you win anything? No. It was, it's Did you win anything? So, Did you win anything? When you play against the Pats, you get these calls that don't go against you. So Miles Jack was never down. Jags were Jags running that down for a touchdown, and we would have beaten the Pats. But you know, just what happens with the refs? That's just you know, it's just Hello, what happens in the AFC Championship game. Hello, so before you go off on your tangent, we're stopping you there. We're going to the next pick because all I'm hearing is excuses. So with that, Joel in his first pick takes the Steelers over my Jags in a third and Atlantic derby. So the first one, first yeah. one of its kind. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't even chat too much shit. Like, I'm not expecting much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd love to beat my chest, but and at the end of the day, I, I would be a little bit upset if we won and the Jets won and the Jets lost, and we'll, mm. we could drop down depending on how the other teams do. But anywho, with second pick, I, I really want to go for this fun one. Do it. I don't know if I'm bold enough to go for it. Do it. Or if it's um, the right value pick. Do it. But I am going to take the Dolphins over the Broncos. Yikes. Okay. Okay. So it has begun. Uh, it's more, uh, Part of it is obviously I do really rate the Dolphins, but also I just have no faith in the Broncos. Um, I mentioned this. I know uh, there was the win that they had against the Chargers a couple of weeks back. Um where I was watching it and I still just wasn't really rating Drew Locke, although he had a couple of nice drives at the end of the game to win the, to win the game for the Broncos. Um, I just really don't rate his play um, when I've been watching him and I will happily take the Dolphins. I am in severe pain. Severe pain. Um, okay. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way I wasn't picking the Dolphins if I had that matchup. There's yeah, just no yeah. no chance. The Broncos don't even have faith in the Broncos. Like, what's going on? Um, now there are a couple there that are really good teams, but really mm-hmm. good teams this week are up against really good teams for the yeah. most part. Um, so it's hard to pick middling teams up against up and coming teams. So it's yeah, yeah. Um, bad teams are against historically bad teams, so you don't know where to go. Um, good teams that are struggling are against terrible teams this year. But, you know, with that, I'm going to go with Bill Belichick because yeah. for some reason I feel like he can pull it out against anybody. However, this year is a struggle, but yeah. not that big of a struggle to miss the Texans. Patriots at the Texans, I'm going with Bill. And Cam. Yeah. Don't forget Cam. I'm not mad at that. Um, again, I, I I have no faith in the Texans any longer. Um, it's not like the Browns were doing extremely well. It's not like the Browns had to go above and beyond what they had to do to win. But I'm, I'm definitely taking Bill Belichick in that matchup against the Sean Watson and the lack of and the lack of protection around him. The oh, like as as we said last week, 
Miles uh, Garrett is going to have a field day against the Texans. But my second pick is I had them circled as the, the team I wanted next, and I am going to take the Saints over the Falcons. Um, I know Saints can sometimes have these, although Drew Brees is out. You know, so that's why you're a bit of a, a bit surprised. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. Saints, can sometimes, Saints can sometimes be complacent. Um, yep. I remember last year they lost the first game to Tampa. This is when Tampa had Jameis. And they're known to sometimes have these duds. I'm hoping that maybe with a new QB, this will keep them on point. And you know what? I sort of want to see how Jameis does. I sort of, I sort of, I sort of for James, yeah, Jameis. I, I'm not. I want to see what he can do. I want to see. So, am I surprised you took the Saints? No. Am I surprised you took them this early? Very much so. Okay. When we talk about your your tier picks, you've been very strict on your tiers yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. picking in the barriers and the boundaries. Um, but this one, when Drew went down, I thought it would at least drop one tier. Or something at least drop one tier. I understand the Falcons are the Falcons and they'd be falconing. However, when your Hall of Fame QB goes down, you'll assume there's a drop off there. If not on, well, definitely for on pitch play, mm-hmm. but def- oh, well, you'd think morale too for the rest of the team. I guess, but there's also the next man up mentality where now everyone is, oh shit, we can't rely on Drew. I hope the team is galvanized around Jameis and. James will be able to to push the ball a lot further than Drew can. Obviously, he's got a bigger arm than Drew. Um, Decision-making, nowhere near what it is <laughs> compared to Drew Brees. But I just think it'll be fun what that offense could potentially do with Jameis. As we saw against the Bucks two weeks ago, the Saints defense can lock people down. And it's, it's always a fun matchup when you get the Falcons receivers against the Saints secondary, which will... J.A., third pick. Uh, oh gosh. So I had one in my head and mm-hmm. then another one I've just seen out the corner of my eye. But I'm going to let it rest. What I'm going to go with is the Vikings yeah. at home to the Cowboys. Um, these bo- these This year, them boys without that are trash. So therefore, I don't want them on my, on my TIG. I, I don't want them to fall down and me to get them again. Um, I'd rather take the Falcons on an upswing um, than the Cowboys at all. So that, that's fair. Um, I had them a little lower down. A lot lower down. No, a little, not not that much. It's just look, I had two two other teams I wanted ahead of the, of of that pick. I don't know why. When I was watching, when I saw this matchup, I thought for some reason. I think potentially the Cowboys could do something. No, because normally they can. I'm not having it because normally they can yeah. with Dak there. Normally it's a tight game. They have stuck a few of them out, um, but nah, not this time. Not with their like fifth backup QB. So I was just looking back at some of our preseason picks, and I've always gone against the Cowboys. That has been my mantra, sort of go against the Cowboys, and it's worked quite well for me. For some, I can't. I don't know, maybe it's because I don't fully trust the Vikings yet. They've had some really nice weeks coming up. Maybe they're starting to think that their shit don't stink. Um, And I think it's time for them to have a game where they don't necessarily perform as well as they have been with Dalvin Cook maybe taking a little bit of a step back because this is quite extraordinary what he's doing the past couple of games, the amount of of scrimmage yards he's getting. 
And at the end of the day, I don't trust Kirk Cousins, so he could have a bad game. But again, the Cowboys secondary isn't necessarily reliable either. Again, I would have definitely picked the Vikings, but I just had them a little bit lower down, just had a bit more doubt. Um, and it's just yeah. from a purely feeling standpoint. Um, with that being said, my third pick is, I'm just picking between two because there's two that I sort of want, trying to get a gauge of who I think you might go for. But I am going to take... Yeah, I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Bengals over Washington. Ah, ah! I'm going to take that one. I was going to take that one in the last pick. But, uh. Um, I, I really like Joe Burrow. I, I really like his presence. Um, his moxie, just a lot of things about him. I, I really, really his great moxie. You know, his moxie. He's just, he's just got a bossy attitude. Balsy attitude, um, and I, I don't think he, I don't think much phases him as well. He's very he's very just chilled, never too high, never too low. And when I compare that to, let's say, for example, uh, Baker Mayfield, who his highs seem to get to him and his lows seem to get to him. This is from a very nice. This is just I don't have just from what I've seen. I could be completely misjudging the situation. Um, Joe Burrow seems a lot more level headed, and. I, th- I do think the Bengals have been on a trajectory past couple of weeks compared compared to, let's say, Washington. We have, we have been doing quite quite well, but they did lose last week to the Lions, and I'm not necessarily feeling them as much. Um, I know we've both spoken about how much we like their defense, but it'll be fun to see what Joe Burrows can do against them. Um, basically, you've won this one. Um, let's not forget Washington are down to Alex Smith as their QB. I'm sorry. And he stinks. No, well, he was good That's back in the harsh. day. He's not in this team. Did you did you watch their last game? I had them on red zone, and his highlights weren't great. <laughs> that hurt me. I'm not gonna lie, that hurt me. So you, let's just flip it. Let's just you, flip it over to the guy that you just mentioned. I'm going the Browns versus the Eagles. Um, the Browns are doing infinitely better than I thought. Nick Chubb is back. They can, they can control the game. They, they are playing strength against strength as in their running game versus the mm. Eagles' run de- uh, defense. But there's no way the Browns should not beat the Eagles, I think, this time around. Yeah, that is, that's fair. Um, I had this a bit lower down on my list as well. Oh, um, again, so now you're going to take another one that I want. Thanks. Um, yeah, w- watching the Browns again, their team roll their offense revolves around their running backs. Baker, I, I don't know what it is. I think there's something for, I think probably someone who knows the QB position, obviously you know, much, much better than I do. I really just want to know what they think the regression has been in Baker, what's happened to him. And actually the guy on the other side of the field, Carson Wentz, what has happened to both of them compared to a couple of years ago? Um, mm. Is it a system thing? Is it, they don't have the right weapons. They don't have the right protection. Is it a mechanical, is it a mechanical thing in their throwing? Have they been found out? What is it that, has just yeah. completely caused them to drop off like this. Um, yeah, this game was a bit of an unknown for me. There was a couple, oh, gosh, when I was watching the Eagles game, there was a, a, a botched snap on like third and 10, which completely messed over Carson Wentz. And he's like, God, what do you expect to do? Another one at the end of the third quarter, I believe it was the start of the fourth quarter, where they botched the snap again. It's it's really tough to watch the Eagles, but yeah. Saying that, my fourth pick, which was the team 
I was choosing between either Bengals or them. I am taking the Packers over the Colts. Yes, right off. So that's my fourth pick. Um, yeah, Colts, Colts did really well. Uh, when again, as as everyone knows, when Phillips Rivers when Philip Rivers doesn't turn the ball over, Colts look really really good. Um, they can control the line of scrimmage, um, get some easy first downs with their running backs and offensive line. Um, get a couple big plays from their receivers at times, as you mentioned, TY's back. But the Packers, I wouldn't say it was a dud against the Jags, but I think they were underestimating what the Jags can do because they still can play with heart and they can run the ball down your throat sometimes. Um, their offensive line isn't that reliable. Uh, the Jags, that is, against the Packers, but the Packers should have too much for the Colts. Again, it'll be, the fun ma- it'll be a fun matchup between the Packers' offense and the Colts' defense. That'll be really nice to watch. Yeah, uh, so... That is so well. One reason, one reason I was super hesitant was the Colts' run game is, especially with like Naeem Himes, um, he's come along like disgustingly well in the last couple of weeks. Um, multiple TDs every game, uh, and the Packers' defense are known to give up 150 rush yards in a very important game. So. Um, that that's what made me hesitant. That's what made it slip down my board mm-hmm. per se. However, I did want the Packers. Fair. Um, I am not upset about it, as you can tell. For the second pick in a row, with the ninth pick in the Fern Atlantic Week Eleven draft, Joel is going with. I'm going to go with the Chiefs at the Raiders. Um, yes, I understand the Chiefs one and only loss was to the Raiders earlier this season. However, Pat Mahomes is out for revenge. They're going to take it seriously this time. They're going to fry him. So I think a lot of people will be thinking, why, was, why weren't the Chiefs picked a lot higher? And I think something that all throughout preseason last week as well. I think you had the, what did you have your, what do we have the Raiders? You had them as your second pick last week. Yeah. We're both pretty high on the Raiders. We both like the Raiders and what they can, yeah. what, what they bring. Um, which I, I can see why you were hesitant to pick it because I know you like the Raiders and, and you value that as, as a pick. But again, you can't go wrong with the Chiefs against any team in the NFL. So, Yeah, and especially as it's, it's this low down, um, we know what we both know what game we're avoiding. Um, well, two games that we're avoiding. Uh, but when it's this low down, you just got to pick the Chiefs and hope that the revenge will fuel them to be take this team seriously this time. So, uh, when when you were saying we know we know there's two games to avoid, yeah. I was actually going to pick one of those games that you were thinking to avoid because of the team and teams involved. I was actually going to make that my next pick. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to let it slide a couple more picks. I think I might pick them later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to leave them for now. I'm not sure if I'm just overthinking it or I'm going to leave this list pick for now. So instead, I am going to take the... That's one of two. That's one of two. I am going to take... Yeah, okay. I'm going to carry on with my bias against the Rams and I'm going to take the Bucks. I mean, I didn't want this, but I understand. I understood that this was going to be um, the price I paid for not picking them earlier. 
I think just classic NFL because there are limited, there's only 16 games in a schedule and four teams can win division. So it can switch very quickly. One week, the Rams are one week, uh, Seahawks are favorite for the division. Another week, it's the Cardinals. Another week, it's the Rams. That the NFC West just it's, it's a free for all. Um, and last week, it was Rams are now the favorites after their performance, uh, against the Seahawks. But I'm not going to get overexcited about that victory. And I'm hoping that the Bucks again, another fun matchup between Jalen Ramsey and potentially Mike Evans or maybe Antonio. Maybe or Anto- maybe goes um no, that's true. Yeah, Antonio is getting more and more snaps. I was thinking um maybe I, doing Antonio and then switch to Mike Evans in the red zone. I would say I think it would be Mike Evans because even when the Jags were playing the Steelers, it tended to be AJ who was on Antonio. Um so yeah. yeah uh, Rams have the potential to pull an upset. I believe it's an upset for them. No, I mean what's that what does the spread say? I I haven't looked. I haven't, look, I haven't even looked at the spread. I haven't looked at the spread. Um, but I, I, you would think, if if you go by name brand, especially this season, um, you're going to go uh, Bucks over Rams. If you go by football science, based on who beat who and who beat who, yeah, um, yeah that never works. And I think even then, the Bucks come out on top, just barely, barely. I think. Um, but the Rams win ugly. This year, I believe, whereas the Bucks win nice and clean and smooth, but when they lose, it is very ugly, very, very ugly. So it's just depending on who turns up and what turns up. So the spread. So uh, me and Joel also do a pigskin pick'em, and the spread there is Bucks are favourite by three and a half points. So there we go, touchdown. Yeah. So I, I don't mind looking at spread because I, th- I feel it causes bias in my head and I just want to go yeah. what I think rather than... Uh, <laughs> so the, but now you've looked at all the spreads. So no, I've, no. Already, no, I didn't. I've already written down my next pick. Um, I, I think this madness has gone on long enough. Wait, wait. Um, Whose pick is it? Oh, yes, it's your pick. Yes. My pick. Yeah. I, I know that these... that um, I have put a strong feelings out about one team um, in the past. However, mm-hmm. there is no way I can pick the other team. There is <laughs> ah, no yeah. chance whatsoever. Ah, so, with that being said, that my good. pick is I'm going to end the madness, put them out of my misery, put them out of their misery, sorry, and I'm going to go the Chargers versus the Jets. Um, yeah, good. there's, no, there's no way I'm letting the, the Jets fall into my lap again. <laughs> that, that's what I switched from. I uh, I, w- I was gonna pick um, I was gonna pick the Chargers, but I felt that you would let it slip because the Chargers can be the Chargers. Yep. If they, I'm, really- I'm even believing. I'm even believing that the Chargers cannot be the Chargers, even when it comes to the Jets, who have a public campaign going out there for Trevor Lawrence. So. <laughs> So last week, the Chargers did lose to the Dolphins, which I guess is a respectable loss. Mm-hmm. If the Jets can win a game, this could be it. Uh, this could potentially be it, depending on what the Chargers do. Oh. Of course, the Jets have been dreadful. They've played awful and have struggled to show any fight. But at the end of the day, the players there, they're all professionals. They all have that sort of dog in them that they they want to they want the win. They're, they're preparing every week for this when they prepare throughout the whole year for these three or four months to, to get to get a win. So, um, and again, there, there's nothing to suggest on the field that they can do it. But yeah, 
I, I would have picked them. I just thought, I just thought you weren't going to pick them until the very end. So, I yeah, I, I wasn't. But there is also uh, another one that is a bit shaky, and there one that isn't so shaky. That isn't so shaky. But there's what three games left? Yeah, three games left. So we've got one of them is terrible to pick. One of them is terrible to pick. One of them is not so terrible to pick, but is. It could be a win-win either way you pick, depending on how you feel yeah. when it's said. And then the other one is I'm just clueless on. So three games we've got Panthers Lions, which yeah, they're, as as you were describing at the start, that's two teams that you're just a bit bit unsure about. Like, uh, oh. who who do you want to pick? Then you've got Cards Seahawks, which I think both of us will be awful comfortable either way. But I think yeah. we both believe the same team will win. And then we've yep. got, I think the biggest shock that has dropped so far down is the Titans Ravens. Um, obviously, Ravens should be favourites. I mean, what's the spread for that? What's the spread for that? Here we go. He's looking at no. the spreads again. I've already got my picks. I already know who I'm picking. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to set set the image, set, set an image up. Baltimore are favoured by six six and a half points. So touchdown, touchdown. Which you would assume that we would have picked them earlier, but I think both of us are a little bit like holding, pausing a little bit on the Ravens. And although Titans did get a loss, I have mentioned previously that Titans, they do really well against the big teams. This is why they went quite far in the playoffs last year. If they can control the ball and control the time, you know, they could grab a win. Saying all that, I'm picking the Cardinals. I won. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <you are> <laughs> Oh yeah, so yep, that's where we were both leaning. Um, I think this is heavily dependent on whether Chris Carson is back and whether the Seahawks can set up the run game. Um, however, I think Kyler and D Hop can dice up the Seahawks defense. With that being said, though, um, of coming off coming off such a high as they did last week, exactly, uh, that might be their only downfall. And I think that's an, that's a big thing that's underrated. I think. I remember listening to Chris Carter talk a lot about emotion in, in the NFL and saying how you can't get too high. And usually whenever there's been a massive ending to a game, one of the team has never performed like they did the game after. Um, you referred to the Minneapolis miracle where after they got a touchdown, the game after that in the playoffs, they didn't perform as well. Yeah. Um, the Saints have done that time after time. Uh, always the Saints. Always. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Got to be Cardinals for me personally. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, can't play. I'm saying, hey, last two games. If Ross wants to, if Ross wants to pick a time to come back into M- MVP form, now would be a great time. Yeah, um, but however, game. last season, yep, it's a massive game. But last season, I think Kyler won this one coming, and that was when he was like a couple games into being a rookie. Kyler still won it. So hmm. here we go. Um, two games left, and I think both are pretty poisonous. Um, there's one I'm definitely picking from. The question is, what side do I fall from? As you've said it, the Titans and Ravens are, I think, the game to pick here. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, because, I mean, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter which one you pick, because I don't really have a choice after. So you're, you're thinking about picking between the Titans and Ravens? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm with, I've said all this long speech. One still hasn't come up strong in my head. I think if Taylor was... There, I think I would have picked Titans quite easily um, because I think they could control the run more. For some reason, mm. um, the Ravens haven't 
done the same run game that they did last year. Um, I think there might be injuries and based off the line. And I wonder... Are they being found out? I No, I think it's because of, obviously, Yoshu, uh Marshall y- Yonder retired. Marshall Yonder retired. He was one of the best guards of all time. Um, and this year, some of the decisions when they try and get cute on like a yeah, open yeah. one before they'll just run Lamar. Um, but now they're trying to do weird gadget plays on like those fourth and ones, and it's not happening. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, and the aura around the camp ain't the same. You're not seeing many big trust videos as you used to. You're not, seeing, you know, yeah, you're not seeing the. You're not seeing the my guys MVP now that he's one MVP. Like they're a bit quiet on that front. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Titans. I'm going to go Titans um, purely now because that was a very long speech, and I'm sorry for that. However, I think it's going to cu- um, come down to. I just just come down to personal preference for my division. If the Ravens lose, it helps me out a little bit, and the Steelers. So I'm just going to go with that. After saying all that, imagine they get smacked up forty to. Three or something. I can fully see that happening. I can absolutely fully see that happening. And up until it came out of my mouth, that was where I was going to go. Um, but might as well just get some hope for the division. So, with all that being said, the final game Lions at Panthers. I am taking Carolina over Detroit. Um, um, Detroit's trash. But they won. They've won a couple of games for me, but they're trash. So Detroit last week, they beat Washington. Um, make of that what you will. Uh, they've got a solid run run game. Again, I still I still really do like Matthew Stafford. I just think I just think a bunch of his career has just been wasted. At the end of his career has been wasted at Detroit. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe Colts career has been wasted at Detroit. The start of his career was wasted at Detroit. Every part of his career has been wasted at Detroit. I would like to see him. Work with a functional organization like maybe a Colts or a a Forty Niners or I, I don't I I I wouldn't want him to go to the Pats because they do have a lack of weapons and I, I don't really think it would succeed there with the pieces we'd have around him. I, I think th- those two would be nice to go to if Derek Carr had been performing poorly. Love to see him at the Raiders with the receivers they've got. Um, mm. Yeah, just throwing out ideas out there for for Stafford. What? Well, <laughs> Let's say, for example, big. Let's say, Steelers make it to the playoffs. They win. They win a chip. Big Ben bows out. How do you feel about Matt, about Stafford? What would you think you had to give up for Stafford? He's not a big contract, no. I think. If 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 he is uh, if he's coming for a free, why not take a punt on him? If we're winning the chip, it means we're not picking early. Um, this year's QBs, are, do I think, are that deep? No. If you're not getting Fields or uh, Lawrence, the next one. I believe is I forgot his name, but from North Dakota State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Trey Lance, that's the one. Yeah. So if you're not getting, so if you're getting not getting them to, and then Trey Lance has not fallen into your lap, I've for the majority, for the most part, that's what it's like. There's free, and then the rest of you're wasting your time on maybe a decent backup. That's about it. I saw. Um, I can't remember if it was Joel Clatt or someone else who was saying that this year they could be about five or six solid QBs taken in the first round. Uh, which find quite they always say that, and half of them are backup. Half of them end up career backups. Not, not, yeah, not, yeah, majority. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say Lamar. I was going to say Lamar. Yeah, a couple years back, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, but Lamar had hype. I mean, this is what I don't understand. Lamar had hype coming out. 
but no one in like the media wanted to give him yeah. props and say they can do yeah. it on the next level. But every, every all the fans for the most part were he was a cult hero. So I don't understand why the disconnect. And it turns out he was right for the most part. When you say cult hero, obviously the number one QB that comes up, or two QBs that come up when you say cult hero is obviously Tim Tebow, yep. football, and yep. we know how both of them turned out. So yeah, yeah, that's a true. Comparison on both. Um, yeah, saying all that, what we were saying in terms of Panthers and Lions, I just trust the Panthers more as an organization. This and the past ten weeks that they they've been playing, um, they seem like a lot more of a competent franchise and team compared to the Lions. Uh, is McCaffrey is McCaffrey now? Is he injured or? Here's the thing, right? So he was meant to be able. He was meant to come back for the last matchup. But he, so he came back, got injured again. He was meant to maybe fight it back. They sat him for the week. Cool. Um, the end of last game, Teddy Bridgewater got hit. Now he's injured. Cool. What is happening with the Panthers? It says here, Teddy, Br- Teddy Bridgewater stays unknown. Christian McCaffrey likely out. Set to so if, if they're both out, if they're both out, mon- money can be on the line. Money can be on the line. What's the spread at the moment? Last one. Let's see the last thread for this. Ah, Panthers are one and a half point favourites. So they can't pick either. That's what that means. See, this is why I don't like looking at the spread because it also says that Washington are one one and a half point favourites against the Bengals as well. Uh, I think think that's early betting. I think people, the actual like Vegas wanted people to bet the Bengals easy, quick, easier and quicker so they get the mass money in because mm-hmm. they're definitely moving that line on in, in actual betting terms. Uh, I, I don't like that. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's purely why I don't like looking at it beforehand. And one thing I was going to say as well, um, I got a bleacher notification just before the start of the Seahawks-Rams game mm-hmm. and I think the public went 90% on the Seahawks against the Rams, which... They lost a lot of money. Which, yeah, which the public completely lost and the, the casinos or the betting companies made a l- completely cleaned out the public. And when I saw the 90%, I was like, oh, they're going to lose. Whenever the public goes so much towards one way, it's more or less guaranteed to lose. Um, it's always, I think that's one of the pro tips is to, when there is such a mass for one, go go in the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, enough, enough about gambling, which... Let's have a rundown of the picks. Run it down for him. So, uh, week 11 picks. I've got the Cards against the Seahawks. Joel has the Steelers against the Jags. Then I've got the Panthers against the Lions. Then Joel has got Pats over Texans, Titans over Ravens, and Browns over the Eagles. Then I've got the Saints over the Falcons and the Bengals over Washington. Then the late games, Joel has got the Chargers over the Jets. I've got the Dolphins over the Broncos. Joel then has the Vikings over the Cowboys, and I've got the Packers over the Colts. And then, and then on Sunday night, Joel's got the Chiefs over the Raiders, and then I have got on Monday night football the Bucks over the Rams. Yes, sir. So uh, let us know how you think we've done. Play along with us. Why not? Who are you picking? Who you got? How How do you feel? As we know, I'm the winner. <laughs> how do you feel? I'm going to win again. I'm going to win again. I'm going to win again. I have obviously you've got a couple of picks on me this time that I would have preferred. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall 
I think I'm keeping the crown. Why not? Let's go well for it. We are moving on to down number three. Third down. Who are ya? Who are ya? Who are ya? Ed, who you got? For who are you? Me and Joel will pick someone from the NFL and compare them to someone from world football. So from our football. And just give a bit of insight to people from both worlds or if they want to make a, a fun little comparison. Um, but yeah, these comparisons are very unlikely to be spot on, but it's just a nice little conversation star. And um, just when we're watching the NFL, sometimes like, oh, you know what? That reminds me of this guy in football, um, in world football. So, and also when we do do these comparisons, I don't tell Joel the comparison I'm going to make and Joel doesn't tell me the comparison he's going to make. So it's going to be a fresh reaction. So, Joel, I was watching... Uh, Kyler Murray and I was like you know what this guy's so dynamic can create plays um, wasn't on a particularly good team last year but now is almost sort of a Super Bowl contender mm-hmm. and strong. The, that's strong that is yeah, strong yeah okay that is a bit strong but it's doing much better than they were last year um, yeah. and the player who it reminded me of that someone has spoken about quite a bit this week in world football is a certain Mr. Jack, Gre- Jack Grealish so Kyler Murray, I believe, is the football equivalent of Jack Grealish. I was um, gonna. I, I, Jack Grealish crossed my mind, not for Kyler, but I do okay. like that. I okay. do like that. Um, so yeah, they're both super dynamic, really athletic. They've both got a leadership position now on teams who weren't doing that well last year, and now this year are doing much better and both an integral part of both teams. Um, and yeah, both like both got a similar like short but can have explosive plays and create something from nothing um, Jack, Jack Grealish ain't short but yeah go on <laughs> yeah I get, compared to competitive where even on a football pitch you can sometimes get bodied by defenders no no, 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 no but he, he dives he dives he dives it's part of the game though when it's part, it's part of the game yeah but he's actually big and strong he just dives yeah he actually is that's the problem uh, I also hate I hate Jack Grace's shin pads. It's something that just annoys me so much how how short he wears his socks. But yeah, mm-hmm. they also both have that charisma and leadership about them at such a young age and mm-hmm. carried both their respective teams. So that's my comparison, Jack Grace yeah. and Kyler Murray. I think that's a very good comparison. Now that you now that you mention it, I was on a place of Jack Grealish somewhere. He is the a hot topic in English yeah. football right now. Um so yeah, but who I'm gonna go with is um, two players that have been at um, small teams uh-huh. that have seen limelight in recent years. Let's say um, they're both huge names, huge names in the sport. One particularly bigger than the other, to be fair. Um, one should be a bigger name when you're talking about world football. Um, but when you talk about English football, he's right up there. Um, both big players make big plays, um, carry their teams, uh, but they both play for small clubs. And I'm going to go with Julio Jones and Harry Kane. Oh. Yes, I said it. They both play for small clubs. Zero <laughs> trophies. Uh, so the, you're in hate of vibes. You're in hate of vibes. Okay, I'll go Not, well, okay. What, okay. What trophies does Julio Jones have? Uh, Silent. Super Bowl, Super Bowl runner-up. AFC, what, uh, NFC, NFC trophies. What the NFC Championship? What what trophies do does Harry Kane have? Champions League runner-up. Boom! Here we go. All they do is runner-up. That's it. What they can do is run up. 
They can never. They can't win because their team is pulling them down. Who had? Julio Jones had the Super Bowl in his hands, in his hands, literally. And then Matt Ryan ruined it for him. Harry Kane scoring, scoring, scoring. His backline ruined it for him. Handball in the penalty area. Own goals, ridiculous. There we go. I do like that. Um, I do like that. Both are obviously the key cog in both respective teams. The one, yeah. Spurs are having a lot more success this year, and even as a Chelsea fan, I do think that they could potentially win the title this year um, in such an open league. Pardon? I mean, we've seen it. Leicester will win the Premiership before. before Spurs um, but I think. Th- I think I was told, I was, I'm not sure if I mentioned it to you, but at the start of the season, I was trying to find a bookmaker that would take a bet for neither City or Liverpool to win the league. You know how in America you can do at the field bet. Yeah. I want to see if I can find a field bet of the field against City and Liverpool, but I couldn't find it anywhere um, because sort of the run that Liverpool have been on the past couple of years, if they sustain this, gosh, that is ridiculous. Um, and they're injured every day. Their whole back line injured now. And that was another thing. I felt they've been really lucky past couple of years with not having many injuries to key positions. Neither one of their fullbacks have been injured. Their central Van Dyke has been healthy. Allison, when he has been out, Liverpool looked poor with Adrian in goal. Yeah. Saying yeah, but saying and even City to even City past couple of years, Pep, there's always that third, fourth season syndrome. Players maybe get a bit tired of his tax, not necessarily tired of his taxes, but mentally and physically draining the training sessions and the attention to detail required for his schemes. Um, so that, that's why I went to the field. But saying all that, Spurs could win it. So that's the one thing where I've got a bit of pushback. Like Spurs are contenders this year, but yeah, Julio does feel wasted. And there was talks of Kane potentially leaving to go to a bigger club and maybe get a chance to win something somewhere. Exactly the same as. Julio yeah. Nice, I like, I like that comparison. I like that comparison. There we go. As I'm with that, we are Ferdinand Atlantic. We've got our picks for this week. Tell well, well tell us who you think um, is a comparable player. Um, hey, we might if we run out of ideas, you were coming to your picks, so we might as well. Yeah, um, so yeah, let us know who the Kyler Murray of world football is and let us know who you think the Julio Jones of world football is. But I think those are two sort of comparisons we got there. Oh. Oh, we go. So, for Atlantic, that's week 11. Um, week two, hopefully, I keep the crown. Uh, I'm Joel. That's we, some we, guy we called Ed. Get, we should get a little crown light for the winner. Hey, you can edit one in. Why not? No, nah, we, we, we need a prop <laughs> crown light. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. We, 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 we need, need a little prop for the, for the winner. We need, we need a little prop. Yeah, we can do that. That's I mean, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just send the delivery to, to my guy because I don't think you will need it too often, so it's fine. Well, you have to. Yeah, yeah. I've got no neck to stand on. I've got no neck to stand on. Yeah. You're no, 0 so. 1. I don't know why you're talking. Cool. So, yes, with that being said, I'm Joel. That's some guy, Ed. We're Fern Atlantic. Those are our picks. Let us know what you thought down below, above. Hey, we're on Spotify too. Listen in the car, on the train, uh, in your gaff at work. Why not? Sultry tones of my voice. No, don't worry. We're upgrading. The mic will come. It'll sound smooth. It'll sound silky. If, if it's not silky to your ear right now, it's because of my mic. But it's okay. It's coming. I'm a big proponent of a 1.5 speed speed listening to podcasts. That's how I listen to my podcast. I just have it on in the background listen to it. So if it makes the podcast go quick and you want to absorb all the content that's out there, yep. hit, hit a little 1.5. Right. Listen to it however you want to listen to it. Yeah. Just listen to it. <laughs> so till next week see you later